Hello! Welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 26, Texas Christian University. Follow me on Instagram, at Burning Springs. Email unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. I tell you about the email address with the hopes that you send me an email and I'll read it on this podcast. And then, like, if it's in question form, I'll give you my answer. If it's your thoughts, I'll just share those and then give you my thoughts. Um, I'm going to keep doing that, despite not getting any emails. Facebook, type in Unreasonable Doubt. The podcast page will come up. Hit the blue thumb, like the page, follow the podcast there. WVU shoots over 50%. This is the third time in four games. West Virginia shot over 50%. And they recover from the bad loss over the weekend to beat TCU 82-66 in Morgantown. The late game, 9 p.m. start in Morgantown. And this game had everything you'd want if you're a WVU fan. 11 guys played. I'm going to talk about all 11 guys. But I'm going to start with the guy who made a big comeback. We haven't seen him a lot. He's been kind of hiding in the shadows, waiting to make his mark. And it was Magic Bender. (laughs) He played 16 minutes, solid defense, six rebounds. Uh, But to be fair to Bender, I'm I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about my favorite player, aggressive, freshman, neck tattoo, Teddy Allen, MVP of the game, 16 points, six rebounds. He made a fadeaway. A baseline fadeaway. He made a couple of floaters, including one fast break where he had three guys with him and he went right down and shot the floater. No thoughts of passing. Teddy was doing his zone busting. TCU's not very good at defense, so they threw a 2-3 zone at West Virginia. I would argue that Teddy Allen is one of the best players you can have for a zone because... You pass it around the outside of the zone. You put Teddy in the middle there around the foul line. He gets the ball. He wants to shoot anyways, and he's got a little bit of room. The zone has to collapse. He can kind of bounce around like a pinball machine, get his shot up. It was great. This is a fun fact. WVU, when Teddy scores more than 10 points, they're 9-0. All of that is true for Teddy, and I bypassed the headline for Teddy. He he had mismatched shoes. His shoes were different colors, and Teddy Allen is allowed to do that, and only Teddy Allen. How many players are you going to see wear two different shoes? If I'm missing something on that, let me know. But I do believe the man had two different... <laughs> He had two different color shoes. I would argue neither were uh neither of those shoes were blue or gold or white. I believe they were like Mardi Gras shoes. I'm not sure. Uh 
Everybody had highlights. Wes Harris told him not to shoot threes. He shot three threes. He made them all. West Virginia will always win when Wes Harris shoots more than one three and makes all of them. He made an important one. West Virginia was up 50-45. to They were up 11 at halftime. Second half, they were up by five, struggling a little bit to score. He hits a corner three, and that helps the momentum. West Virginia gets the lead back out to double digits. So with those three made threes, Wes Harris is now over 30% for the year. So congrats to you, Wes. I'm still going to say don't shoot threes. Daxter Miles back in the starting lineup. He had his best game in a few games. 13 points. Good defense. He had red shoes on. Don't do that. More about the players coming up. Random thoughts. Random thoughts for the TCU game. Because the human roller coaster was back in the starting lineup, that put Beetle Bolden coming off the bench. And he produced 14 points in 17 minutes. That's a Teddy Allen stat line. Came in, provided good offense. As soon as he came in the game, West Virginia was behind in the first half. He made a three. Next possession came down, faked the three, made a jump shot. Five quick points to tie the game. Great performance from Beetle Bolden. Lamont West also limited minutes, but he made a couple of threes. So it's always great to see him do what he does, which is shoot threes. And even better when he makes them. He also, one of those threes, he did a move. I'm just going to call it the Lamont West. This is his move. I'm sure other people have done it, but he's the best. He gets the ball behind the three-point line. He does a jab step. In addition to the jab step, while he's doing that, he legit pushes off. He does like a forward pushing motion with the ball to try to create enough space to shoot a three. It feels like it takes eight seconds to do this move. It's very slow. Uh, But he does get enough space to shoot the ball. It's usually not effective, but tonight he made it. So when you see somebody do that in your pickup game, hold the ball for ten seconds, jab step, push off, and shoot a three, Tell him that he just did the Lamont West. But I'm happy to see him make shots. Sagaba Kanate, the lovable knucklehead, he was in the doghouse in the first half, played the first few minutes, started, missed a couple of his jump hooks poorly, and Huggins took him out for the rest of the half. Came back in the second half, five blocks, lots of um, garbage time points. So not his best game, but padded the stat line for his blocks. Number one in the trust rankings, Javon Carter. He doesn't have to score to make an impact in the game. This game, only nine points, but he had nine assists. And Huggins played him the right amount of minutes. He played 33 minutes, not 40. He actually had him kind of in a rotation where he sat for a few minutes it really warmed my heart to see Huggins use him not like a guy who he can't take out of the game, but to sit him like you normally sit 
basketball players because they get tired. So great to see that. Who else? Issa Ahmad, he started the game. So congrats to Issa. Oh, he had a block. So that happened. So that's my take on Issa Ahmad. Uh, Logan Rout, he still got that chin strap beard. Did not score. Got some rebounds. There you go. There's there's your report on Logan Rout. And Chase Harler made an appearance in the first half. He played between one and three minutes. Shot a three, did not make it. Haven't seen Chase in a while. So the positive is it was good to see him on the basketball court instead of on the bench. Sixth man Chase Harler. I forgot to mention with Kanate, he did get dunked on by his name is N-O-I, Noi. To be fair, Kanate was not waiting for him. He was running, he was trying to catch up and jumped to try to get the dunk. Was a little bit late. And so this guy stared down Kanate for a good three seconds. And the only thing that made that amazing and made me laugh is that they showed the stat line for Noy. And he was 4 of 13 for 9 points at that point. So, hey man, you're not having a good game. So could you cut the stare down to don't do that? Or make more shots. Final thoughts coming up. Final thoughts for the TCU game. I can't believe it's taken me this long to talk about this. Almost two full podcasts against Texas Christian University. And we haven't talked about number 34's hair for TCU. Kenrick Williams. It's probably the only thing you pay attention to when he's on the floor. And he played a bunch of minutes. It wasn't his best game. But this dude's hair... It's part afro, part fade. There's got to be a name for that. And you're just you spend your time admiring it and also thinking there's got to be a name for that hairstyle. And there is. When you google Kendrick Williams hair, the term that he uses is the shag. It's basically an African American mullet. And he's not the only one that's had that. If you're over the age of 30, you've seen this hairstyle before. It was popular in the 80s. And so I'm going to go through. We talked about early on this season the neck tattoo all-stars. Let's talk about the shag all-stars. Now, this team is not very good at basketball. But it's it's the team with the best hair of all time. And so Kenrick makes the team. He's the two guard. Point guard is new addition Bobby Brown. And you need to Google image all these people. So not solo Bobby Brown. He was strictly, I believe he was in the fade category firmly. But new addition Bobby Brown had the shag. Small forward. Good team player Lionel Richie. And we're going solo career Lionel Richie. And he may have had one with the Commodores. 
power forward. And this guy's going to be tough to move off the block. Aaron Neville. The sweet voice of Aaron Neville with an amazing head of hair. And that dude is a brick house. No, apologies to Lionel Richie. And playing center is Theo Huxtable. Theo has the shortest shag, but it does fall in the shag category. So Theo is the center for the shag all-stars. That's my five. Kendrick Williams, Lionel Richie, new edition Bobby Brown, Aaron Neville. (laughs) Aaron Neville and Theo Huxtable, Malcolm Jamal Warner. Do you have a better shag all-star? Email me, unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on Anchor. Anchor.fm slash Unreasonable Doubt, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. If you go that route, subscribe to the podcast, rate, review, rate it five stars, leave a review. Those are nice things to do. The next game for West Virginia is Saturday, 6 p.m. ESPN proper against Kansas. At Kansas. The last time West Virginia played Kansas at home, they blew a second half lead, lost 71 66. I would describe my view of this game as pessimistic as far as West Virginia's chances to win, but Kansas has lost games at home this season, similar to WVU. So Kansas is still in second place. In conference, so they won't be looking ahead. Every game counts. And as I've mentioned time and time again, Kansas always wins the Big 12 regular season. So they're one game out from Texas Tech. My money's still on Kansas to win the title because they always do. So we'll see what happens. Until then, I'm Josh Witt. This is Unreasonable Doubt. Sorry again for the delay. Shout out to Great Wolf Lodge. WVU is 19 and 7.